You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, the man whose business is benching, Coach Ben. Hey guys, Coach Ben here. I hope everyone is doing well today. I know the world's kind of on a day-by-day basis, aren't we? Uh, kind of finding out more news about this coronavirus as days go by. Uh, hoping that all is back to normal sooner than later. Uh, gyms will open up. Businesses will resume. Uh, and I hope all of you are staying healthy out there. Uh, today's podcast, I wanted to touch on the topic of bar path. And specifically, having trouble with the bar path in the bench press. Uh, this is a question I get asked quite a bit. Uh, we're going to cover a lot of different aspects of bar path, including should you worry more about the speed of your descent? Um, you know, Does it matter how fast you're coming down with the bar? Is it a problem if you go super slow? Uh, early flaring on the bench press during the press, uh, which ultimately does affect the bar path. And you know everything else that, that comes with uh, just having an inconsistent bar path on the bench press. So the issues that I'm talking about specifically, we can break down into certain phases here uh, with the descent, the press up. I mean, you can even go as far as the actual hold on your chest. If that bar is moving around, around it's affecting the bar path. So the descent, the pause, the press up, you know, these are all opportunities for that bar path to kind of go astray on you. And consistency, you know, that's the number one thing. Uh, do we have consistency with these things? Because if you do a set of five and only one looks like a good bar path, that's obviously an issue. Okay, so let's first address the descent. The descent can pretty much... If you have an issue here, pretty much summed up as you have a disconnect with your back. All right, your back is what controls that weight down. All right, it has to be what controls that weight down. Because if the arms take over, even if you were to have a good bar path, that's going to affect a lot of things about the lift and definitely affect your potential. So how you engage with your back is going to be critical for uh, landing that weight confidently and consistently every time just how you would like it to land getting that weight to the point that you want to get it okay and how can we become more connected with our back well you know i'll go into that with you right now uh number one thing is uh, i see something happen quite often in videos and i'll address it now i see lifters Almost, I would say, popping the weight up to start it. Kind of like, you know, when you go into a jump, you have that little counter movement type of uh, action there. You squat down real quick and then you go into the jump. Or um, I'm not sure the best way to uh, describe it, but it's as if the lifters press up first and then go into their descent. Like... They're build, trying to build up speed coming down. But what they're doing when they push the bar up and then go down is they are, that movement's entirely in their shoulders. So they're disconnecting their back entirely. So that's an enormous problem. And then on the way down, because they don't have back connection, 
they're also causing the bar to come down even quicker because you just you push that bar up right you created some momentum in it now you're uh, letting it drop right down to your chest okay so that has to stop if you're one of those lifters who's popping weight you know, quote unquote popping weight that has to stop all right i, I had a lifter the other day um you sent me in a video and it, it was on the topic of bar path and he was wondering why he was uh, having trouble lowering the weight down it wasn't very consistent it wasn't uh the consistent bar path that he wanted to see i see the video first thing i see there's no real effort to hold or sink the weight upon the takeout um, gets the weight out quick goes into that pop Right where you, you lift the shoulders out of position on purpose and kind of dip down from there into your press. All right, and I, I addressed that right away. I was like, "This is a huge issue. We're going to need to cut this out." All right, how can we focus on engaging our back more efficiently? Well, once we get that weight out, we establish lockout. Arms need to be locked out. All right, we are going to focus entirely on driving our shoulders into the pad. I like to c call it the smothering the pad, the squish the cushion cue. So if you have a good cushion underneath you on your bench, you're trying to squish as much out of it as you can. Um, we are essentially trying to create a pull movement. We lock our arms out. We don't let our arms break, but we pull our shoulder blades down into that pad. All right. That's going to help load that weight, that tension, into your back. All right, Not only squeezing our shoulder blades, but very essential that we take our shoulder blades and we also try our best to pull them down towards our hips. What you'll find by doing that is that your upper back gets very, very tight. And there's going to be a lot of emphasis on how hard your upper back is working just to hold that position. All right, but that is what we need to do to effectively load our lats. And that's really the disconnect many lifters have and a reason why they have this inconsistent descent pattern to their bench. All right, we need to get that weight out, lock it out, and then establish that pull down. All right, pull down, retract shoulders, and lock our shoulders into our hips. If we do that correctly, it's going to be that a, a complete opposite of a shrug motion where you're not shrugging up you're extending down retracting down and you're essentially creating a longer neck okay so that's going to be huge for gaining back control control needs to be emphasized through the back all right and also on that descent in terms of speed so is going slow a bad thing should you be quicker on your descent what i'd like to say to that is always emphasize your control because control is going to end up dictating the speed. All right. In training, you can work a quicker descent pattern. You can work on lowering the bar quicker with the same amount of control. But ultimately, you're only going to lower as quick as your control dictates. So if you have a hard time as it is really locking into your back, you don't feel like you're, you're loading the weight right coming down. You feel unstable. You feel like it's shaky and it takes you a long time to get down to chest, then so be it. That's what you need to do to gain that control. I've seen lifters who it takes them forever to get down to their chest. And sure, it's not efficient. They're probably burning themselves out, definitely, right? But 
they need to have that control because if they sacrifice the control, they no longer have any substance underneath that weight to press from. Does that make sense? So the control is ultimately the most important thing. And you can work on lowering quicker with control. And something I like to do that, uh, band work, because bands over speed is centric, right? You're moving quicker than gravity will pull you. Uh, so learning how to stabilize that, obviously straight weight will be a little bit easier. Uh, and then a good way to do that, lighter weight, speed work. All right, speed work, work on getting down quicker. You can do something also that uh, Thompson Spoto Press. Okay, Thompson Style Spoto Press. So this is something that uh, Jen Thompson uh, does in her training and why I'm calling it the Thompson Spoto Style. Right, you quickly drop that weight down, almost like it's an elevator with the cords cut, things free falling, and then you have to quickly stop it right before it hits the ground. Does that make sense? So that's what you're trying to do with a Thompson style press. So those are all great things to help you build speed um, while emphasizing control. All right, all this is in an effort, again, to bring the bar where you want to bring it. Consistency. That's the next thing I want to touch on. Always train for perfection. All right, your bar path, every single time, you should be training that bar path to perfection. So at no time should you just go into a set and kind of have a carefree attitude. You know, you're always practicing something. Power of thinking needs to be a sport of practice. There's a lot of technique that goes into it. You know, I, I forget the quote. I wish I remember, but uh, Bruce Lee, the you need to practice uh, kick perfectly 10,000 times. Um, and I, I, I'm going to butcher the quote, but... Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, you need to practice something perfectly for multiple repetitions over and over and over. Or it's not enough to just do it. You need to do it perfectly. That's at least your aim. I mean, no one's perfect. You know, is there even a perfect bar path? You know, there, you want to be as close to it as, as possible. Okay. Know where you want to touch that bar and then get right to it. Don't waste time. And then ultimately, too, on the press up. Know where you want to go with that bar and get right to it. Don't waste time. Or something I do with new lifters because they often carry a lot of uncoordination with them in the movement. You know, it's like with anything. Benching is like riding a bike. Imagine the first time you rode a bike. And I, I sure as hell know it was ugly for me. So I imagine it was probably pretty ugly for you as well. All right. But the first time you ride a bike, you know how uncoordinated you were? That's exactly how newer lifters come into the bench press. All right, they're very uncoordinated. So what I like to do is I like to actually dictate those spots for them. So something I do as a coach is um, I'll have them take the bar out. I'll have them hold it longer than normal, right, practicing loading into our backs as I just touched on. I will tap their touch point, all right? So I will particularly tap the point on their chest where I want them to drop that bar. And I can kind of see where that point's going to be by – uh, their limb lengths, uh, how they're arching, things like that, uh, have a good idea of where that needs to be. And if I have to change it, I'll change it. But I'll be tapping that point. So they have that physical feedback. They feel that tap, and they're like, okay, this is where I need to get to. And sometimes to really emphasize it, I'll take my finger, and I'll kind of really rub a spot right near their chest because a little more impact, now they feel it. Now they feel it. I leave a little imprint there, okay? So now they know, hey, I need to be in this spot. It's a physical feedback mechanism, all right? 
they start to lower that bar they get right to that spot because they know where it needs to be and we already focused on loading the back they get to that spot all right good pause i say press i have my hands already ready as a target i say press that bar towards my palms I open my hands and I give them that target. It's a slight bar path back. It's a slight throw back. Okay. But I set that target for them. They know exactly where they're going to throw that bar. Okay. So we are dictating that bar path by tapping, giving a target. Okay. So this is something I do with a lot of lifters, especially if they need work on this consistency. And every time, every time you need to work on being perfect with your bar path. All right. That's something I emphasize with our lifters. We have a few who right now who are a little inconsistent with their bar path. It's something that we're working on. And then ultimately, right, we are working on that same spot, same groove every single time. And those things can be improved, and they do improve. All right, but it takes a little time. The press itself. What's the major you know, hindrance to the press itself? Early flaring. Now, this happens with a lot of lifters for many different reasons. I'm not going to go into it in too, too much depth here, but there's a lot of reasons why you might get early flaring uh, with, that, with that press. Okay? It could be weaknesses you need to build up. You know, but we're just going to assume that it's more of a technical issue for the purpose of this podcast. All right? And what this can be attributed to is also a lack of back control and engagement. So it's important to know if you don't have it at the beginning, you're not going to have it at the end. So unless you even have back control at the beginning, like we talked on early in this podcast, you're not going to have it at the end. So if you flare early, that could be the first place to actually start. Is How's your back control at the beginning of the press? All right. If you don't have it at the beginning, right, you don't have it at the end. So focus on that first. If you have back control at the beginning and you feel like you're loading your back effectively. And we're gonna take the strength component out of it. Say we have a really strong upper back, and an upper, upper back can never be strong enough. You know, we're going to just assume though, then what could happen is that you are losing that tightness on the press because you're not emphasizing a good press away from the bar, right? You're not trying to press that bar away from you, especially if it's loaded with a shit ton of weight. All right, we, that's not mechanically efficient. We want to press ourselves away from the bar. We want to wedge ourselves underneath the bar. Thinking in that capacity allows you to lock your, your back in and stay locked in for the duration of the press. That's also why you see those, those mid-range sticking points. Oftentimes, you get the early flare, right? You get a, a mid-range sticking point because you lost the control you had with your upper back. Now it's entirely up to your shoulders, chest, triceps, to lock out the weight. You lost all spring from your lats. And with disconnecting the back comes decreased control. All right. And that's where the, the issues are with bar path. You see that bar dancing everywhere. All right. Hanging out in front of you because you don't have that direct spot to press to. All right. So the best thing you can do is focus on during the press, wedge yourself under the bar, press yourself away from the bar. All right, that same tension you create by dragging your shoulder blades down to your hips at the beginning of the bench, you need to be maintaining that during the press itself. I want you to go on our YouTube, Big Bench's YouTube, and I want you to search for the ceiling drill. 
All right, it'll pop up. It's on our YouTube. All right, and this drill is something that is going to help you with this. All right, it helps you wedge underneath the bar. It helps you press away with back tension. All right, so this could be if you're early flaring and strength's not a, a, a part of that, that can be the, the solve to your problems right there. Okay, so guys, I uh, appreciate everyone joining in. I uh, hope you took something away from this bar path episode. If you're someone struggling with bar path, and hopefully this is sets you on the right path. If you still want some uh, increased help there, and you want to send me a video, please do so. Uh, you can email me at coachben at bigbenches.com. Uh, and if you're not already, make sure you're following um, our Instagram account at bigbenches and, of course, on our YouTube. So, everyone, I appreciate you listening. I hope everyone stays safe, stays healthy, and we will be back to talk soon.